We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N Bet. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Jeff, it is uh it's August. We've got two months left in the season. If you are in a fantasy league, you time you want to make a move, it's time to do it now. This is a crazy week of trade deadlines, and for our fantasy world, the trade deadline heavily impacted our our free agent moves this week. But uh, before we get into that, how are you in this, uh, this month of August doing well? I mean, the trade deadline was so fun. It was the Thursday and Friday, both. And really the whole week that, you know, it, it, it was refreshing. You know, it got me pumped up, even though my team, our reds uh, <laughs> did very little. Uh, they, they did do a couple of targeted acquisitions in Michael Gibbons, uh, Luis Sessa Sessa, you know, gave up the winning run Saturday night, but he's actually, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about him. Uh, I would have liked to seen them go get a shortstop. They didn't, you know, and so I, they get a, they get a B, but they did something, you know, they, they weren't totally cynical. They weren't Cleveland, for instance, five games out of the race and selling off. That was, you know, that was brutal. That was, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't expect them to add on, but I did not expect the, uh, the full dumping either. That was, that was wild. I expected it to be honest with you, just because of the way they behave in the off season. Once you sold off Lindor, you, you've made your, you've laid your intentions bare. Uh, I, mean, I don't think there's gay gave away Rosario. Like I just, it, 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 the whole thing was very strange. I just didn't think, I didn't think they fully go with that. I just didn't think that ad, but I, I was a little surprised, but you know, Rosario has been kind of bad this yeah, year. That's true. I, that's true. I, 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 I got some pushback cause I ran it about that Friday morning and a couple yeah. of smart Cleveland fans came back to me. It's like, you know what? He was a DFA candidate. Anyhow, they've got a 40 man roster crunch. I mean, granted the thing is they didn't get a player back. I mean, yeah, they got Panda, whatever, but uh, they didn't get a, there's no way they possibly improved except for keeping a guy in the 40 man. But then they turned around and traded one of those guys on the 40 man and look low anyhow. Uh, so eh, I, I, it's, it's still, it was a money saver and that's all they got. And if they, if Dolan pours money into the franchise after the nuclear winner of the labor wars, then fine. Okay. I'll, I'll stand down, but otherwise I'm still annoyed at, yeah, I was uh, I was impressed. Our A's made uh, made one huge ad yes. and a, hu- a huge trade too. I I mean I'm sure that the the podcaster in the week talked about because they made the trade early in the week, but traded Jesus Lazardo for Starling Marte. Marte had three stolen bases today. It looks like he's not going to slow down uh, running there, yeah. which is I guess they have to let him run. 
Yeah. yeah, huge fan. I mean, they just don't have anybody to run, really. They don't they don't really stop people. Loreal's like the only one, but they don't stop people. They just don't really have anybody that can do it. I mean, he has four bags this week, so he's up to 26. It's uh it's really nice. Obviously, fantasy-wise, a lot of his values in those stolen bases. So that that's big. And added Josh Harrison, who I do like, and you know, kind of a nice little piece they're gonna kind of play everywhere. And uh it's uh, and yet added Jan Gomes, and they need they haven't had a backup or a, a second catcher all season that that can hit. Um, he had a home run today and it was uh, so good to see. So yeah, they, uh, I think that's a, it's a very much A's of like, I don't know what the heck's going on in our franchise or in 2022. So we might as well try and maybe, uh, maybe make a run this year. So I, I was good with it. I think it's, uh, it, it makes it fun down the stretch and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and you know what he, you know, Gomes might play a little bit more. Murphy's been kind of slumping. Yeah. What's he's like 229 now, something like yeah. that. Uh, I, I think they probably go pretty 50, 50 to be honest with you. I think, I think Gomes plays a lot. I think he does too. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I've always kind of liked his game. Uh, at least I've had it liked it recently. I don't know about always. I don't want to be like, you know, going that far. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like what RAs did. Uh, I, I, their pitching has been going really well right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Cole Irving can just roll out and do fine. Uh, and now well, today, uh, you know, they had they had to bring in uh, Dalton Jeffries. Yeah. Uh, you know, to replace, uh, and that one kind of bums me out just because. You know what what Caprillian's been through just to get to this point, and now he's hurt again. Kind of is uh, I actually, frustrating. I actually think he's fine. I think that uh, I think they're using it a little sore shoulder, but I think they're using it three off days in the next ten days. I think they're using it as a a little bit of him getting well, but also a little bit of a break. And I think it was a really good time for it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, that I, a lot of teams are doing. It. I mean, the Brewers yeah. have the luxury of doing it because they yeah. got a seven game lead. But, you know, we're going to see that. Uh, we're going to see a lot of teams uh, kind of up against it here. How do they manage it? It's going to be, we're all going to be like stratomatic, stratomatic managers here. And like, you only have X number of innings to use. Better use them wisely. Yeah, I don't I don't think you want to be down in wins going into September. I think wins are going to be really tough and really frustrating in September. I think you're gonna have a lot of four inning outings. I think you have a lot of guys skipping starts. I think I think if you're behind in wins, I think you might want to use August to really catch up because I think catching up at the end of the year is gonna be really hard in that category. Yes. Uh I although we now have streaming targets. We do have like we know use, you know, start your pitchers against the Cubs. Because even if they're not yeah, gonna, that's true. The, you know, or the Nats, for instance, and may, more so the Cubs and the Nats, just because the, the the full tear down on the Cubs just, side of things. Just make but, sure you walk you walk Rafael Ortega and Yadiel Hernandez, and you're good. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's, there's some odd ones there uh, that, that are popping up here too. But it, it just shows though, replacement level big leaguers are still big leaguers and good players, way yeah. better than you realize. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, that, and then as we get into Fab here in a second, we're going to preview the first, week coming up first. But like, it was just that of you know, guys are going to produce. I mean, the Cubs aren't going to score no runs the rest of the year. There's going to be guys who step in. There's going to be closers who step in for all the closers and all the late inning guys that got traded. So I think that uh, I think this is the toughest Fab of the season. It was real. I mean, I spent a lot of time in it trying to find guys and you know, really looking into players that I don't know a lot about. I'm not a huge prospect person. Some of these guys aren't really huge prospects either, but they're just getting playing time. And you know, in a 15 teamer or you play in an AL only, NL only, you got to look at those guys are getting playing time because that's i mean that's kind of where you start to get some to get some categories yeah i saw your tweet about uh up there goes ortega as a cheap pickup yep. i mean yeah that, i, think, that I might even said after the second home run too and then he had another one after that i was like you gotta be kidding yeah, just to reinforce that yeah so um so let's let's look at week 19 for a little bit before we look into fab fab's gonna be a, a big part of the discussion here tonight because there's a lot of names to go through and guys i want to ask you about but um looking ahead to week 19 we have uh we have one team with eight games the jays have the the six get full games and the the two double header games so they have eight 
Uh, the National League has uh, looks like six teams with seven games: the D-backs, the Phillies, the Mets, Marlins, Giants, Pirates, and Mets or Nats. That's uh, seven seven teams. And then the AL has the Angels, uh, Cleveland. I guess we don't know what their name is now because they're getting sued by the uh, for their for their new name. Uh, the Are they really? There's a uh, there's it's a trademark. There's a, the ClevelandGuardians.com is taken. There's like a roller derby team that yeah. apparently is filing for a trademark and already has the URL. I don't know how you. Go through all that, and you don't check the freaking URL before you announce your name. The URL is just stunning to me. It's like hey, it does like step one, right? Like you hire a marketing or ad team. The first thing they do is check the URL to see if it's available, right? Because if it's not, you want to go buy it before you announce it, right? Yeah, of course. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah, the ClevelandGuardians.com is a, is a local roller derby team. I mean, everybody knows that too. I mean, <laughs> no. It's just but, a bit, I don't know how you don't how you don't check that and go sneakily buy that like six months ago, right? Like that's what you do. Like people used to like you know sit on URLs for a reason, and people will go buy them, and it's just I, I can't fathom they just they didn't figure it out. I, I just don't I just don't get yeah the I mean the URL is so basic. I yeah, mean it, it, it's really the first thing you do. Did they not know how to spell guardians? Maybe they did it. You know, very possible. Did it without know. a U? Yeah, it's I thought like, someone. Was, I thought someone was full of it, and I clicked on the article, and I saw it's a roller derby. It's it's pretty amazing. It's it's pretty special. That's that's amazing. That's awesome. We do. Uh, we also have five te- or three teams with uh, five games this week. We have the Dodgers, the Padres, and the A's. Apparently, it's a California thing this week. So five games this week. So that's uh, with all the teams of seven. That's a pretty big thing. They're playing two games less this week. Um, I was looking at teams. Uh, I was looking at teams with good schedules this week, Jeff, and it, it popped up to me. I, I looked at Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee has 13 games next 14 days. All 13 are against right-handers. It's a, it's amazing. I was looking at it and six are against Pittsburgh too, which is really nice. But I looked at them like righty, righty, righty the whole way through. I was like, this is crazy. Um, so I went and uh, I went and bumped up my bids on Rowdy Telez and kind of looked at that lineup a little bit. But uh, it's interesting what you can, if you look a little bit, you look at two weeks ahead of time. It's uh, it's pretty amazing what you can find. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I got Telez in uh, one of my online championship leagues because of that. And actually, it's funny because I record uh, sneaky ads with Alan Soslowski, and I was just going off of performance. I didn't yeah. even notice the schedule aspect of it. He's just been just murder, death, killing right-handers. So uh, it's like, yeah, you know, we're gonna everyone's gonna be on Rizzo, and of course, in an only sure or whatever. Uh, and there's obviously some some big names. I was trying to get someone a little under the radar there, and he's kind of over the radar. Yeah, that was it's funny. The AL only had a bunch of names that came over that must have been some wild but you're an ale only was it was the bidding just off the charts wild yeah it was uh and of course i didn't have uh, a whole lot of salary if fab remaining in tout wars um my dog you know was very excited when i mentioned to ale tout wars i don't know if you could hear harley there harley's a big anthony rizzo fan i do know that yeah, so of course he is for sure. Uh but uh anyways uh yeah it's it's kind of funny um he, he he's very excited about that, but uh, no, it was very busy. Um, I got Jan Gomes as my prize, but uh, oh. I'll take it. You know, it's okay. I'm, th- I'm just thinking on top of my head. I mean, Rizzo, Kimbrel, Marte, all those. A lot of guys went NL to AL. I mean, you got. But NL- yeah, so and Marte and Rizzo are worth the big premium bid for sure. But Kimbrel and Brad Hand yeah. went for those big bids, but there, there's a little doubt. I mean, Kimbrel, at least you know the performance is probably going to be good. He could get some wins for you, but he's probably not going to get saves. At least, you and I tend to think that, at least. I do, and I know there was a discussion on Twitter right when it happened. People were kind of freaking out, but I was like, I just, 
I don't think they're playing Liam Hendricks $54 million. He's been great this year. I know he's going to have eight home runs, but I think he is before today. It was like 71 to five K to walk or some absurd Dennis Eckersley type number. Um, I know he has the eight home runs, but like he's been so good and they, they really lean on him. I think that adding Kimber was a way to make them a much better team, especially in the playoffs and also maybe take a little bit of that load off of Hendricks. He doesn't have to come in with, you know, every once in a while he comes in for with an out and then two outs in the eighth or something like that. I think it's just, like, just Made their team better, but I really don't see him stealing a time. I mean, he's going to get some save ops. There's going to be some times where you know they give Hendricks a couple of days off, but I don't really think. I think Hendricks most, hates like, that though too. He hates it. He hates it. He's a guy that wants to work. We've seen him in the playoffs throw three innings, but I just think that I think we're going to see Kimbrel eight, Hendricks nine, a pretty good majority of the time myself. Yeah, you and you and draft cheat. Uh, yep. you, know, you guys convinced me on that. So uh, yeah, and so I didn't have the funds to win them anyhow in that league. So it was kind of a moot point. But I only bid like half of my remaining fab is like okay, if I get them, great. But I'm not going to get them. It, it was a yeah, keep them really tinily honest, not even <laughs> honest, but. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so look at the schedule. We have uh, the Jays. We mentioned the eight games. They're all at home. So really good schedule there. It's nice to see them playing back in Toronto, by the way. It was a, it was a cool, a cool scene on, I think that was Friday night and they had, a, right. they had all the players on the field. And I mean, you could tell that those, those fans were, I mean, it'd been almost two years since they had a game, I guess like a year and you know, 10 months, but it's uh, it was good to see uh, the Yankees are home for seven against Baltimore and Seattle. That's a prime prime uh, schedule right there, especially for uh, their new players for Gallo and Rizzo, like getting seven games at home this week. would be a lot of fun. The Rockies are home all week. They do only have six, but obviously a Coors field week. So I was looking at some, you know, Connor, Joe, Elias Diaz kind of ads in some leagues and uh, Brendan Rogers is available in a spot. Didn't get, I got out bid, but uh, he was there at a couple spots. So it's a, uh, it's a good week for them. They face the, uh, face the Cubs and the Marlins. So it should be a fun Coors week too. It should, uh, you know, the, the recently decimated Cubs and Marlins, both, I mean, both, yeah. both pitching staffs, uh, both, uh, and especially in the case of the Marlins, I mean, they're, they're starting rotation. They did, they did get Rogers back uh, at least. And I think Rogers will pitch in Coors. Uh, bad break for him, actually. If yeah, yeah. no, I, I I'm wrong. He's pitching against the Mets at home. Uh, that's actually way better. But uh, Alcantara Luzardo is getting his first, or his uh, second that's, start. That's not announced yet. I saw that. Uh, I saw that uh, you guys in the pitching grid. You have him guest there, but he hasn't been announced yet. But that'd be interesting if they bring him up to pitch right away. Why wouldn't you? Unless unless you I think, would. He, yeah, yeah. Well, especially when you're hurting like they are yeah. for just starting pitching right now. Uh, I, I would do it. Unless you really think you have to do something to fix them first, but it's weird they didn't say anything after the game though. Usually, like after the game, you get like who's pitching the first couple of games, or oh, we're calling up Jesus or something. But I haven't, I have not seen anything that they've announced it. Their probables on their official website are listed as TBA right now. Um, I don't know. I hope we, I hope we see it. I'd like. To, I actually thought about Lazardo's leagues, but I just the performance hasn't been good enough for me to for me to do it. But uh, if he uh, and the second game was a course, which kind of. I'll, maybe it was like, yeah, I don't want any part of that. But uh, it's just if he comes up. I mean, he's one of those guys, people are like, oh, you bet. You, I hope you think Lazaro's going to be bad. I'm like, I hope he's really good. I like Lazaro. Seems like a really cool dude. Probably needed a change of scenery. Um, I don't I don't wish any ill ill on him uh, just because, you know, they traded him away. Right. And I think one of the principles is as long as the trade works out for you, you want it to work for your trade partner right. too so you can trade with him again. Yeah. You don't want to give him a, you know, a, you know, a lemon. You want to give him, you know, and granted, they, there's a lot of, Knowing taking a chance here too, so we'll see. But uh, I think I think yeah. there's only I think there's only two or three guys I've ever like actively rooted against when they got traded from the A's. You probably know who they all are, so I don't need to go into them. But um, yeah, so there's 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 very few that I uh, that leave like that and I root against them. But uh, Matt Holiday's high on that list. Um, yeah, uh, that was that was where I was going to. <laughs> yeah, 
when you when you don't really try for two months and you want out and then you go and hit 400 with St. Louis, like you just uh, there's some ill will there for sure. But uh, we do have a lot of AL teams going to NL parks. Uh, the White Sox are headed to the Cubs Friday, Saturday, Sunday over the weekend. That could be interesting if Eloy Jimenez is still dealing with that groin issue or they think he's going to be back start of the week, but maybe, you know, they want to DH and not play him run around the outfield. Um, that could be interesting for his playing time over the weekend. Uh, the Astros are playing the Dodgers this week. Obviously, that's the big series of the week. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I don't know what we're going to get out of Jordan Alvarez. Maybe uh, one start, but they have three games. They play a Thursday against the AL team. So you probably still want to use it for yeah. two. At uh, least, the- uh, real quick, at least he's yeah, yeah. outfield eligible now. Uh, is. So uh, that's nice. I, I was surprised he got that eligibility. I didn't, Me too. I, I didn't think we get I thought that we'd get there on on J.D. Martinez. I did not think we'd get there on Jordan, at least, at least this early. I, I did not think we'd get there in July. Yeah. Now it would be nice if we got to 20 so we could get him for next year too, but right. uh, that might be uh, asking a little too much. Do you see the play JD made tonight? In, uh, against nice the play. Yeah. yeah. It's like 52% catch, uh, catch percentage or whatever it was. Like that's a pretty, that was a pretty good play. That inning was wild. I think they made like yeah. three great plays in the same inning and that, that throw by Hunter Renfro was nasty too, but uh, it was. Um, yeah, JD, I think JD's at 17 outfield games. So pretty, pretty good chance he's going to be able to outfield eligible next year, which is good. Yeah. Uh, we have the Royals headed to the Cardinals Friday through Sunday. It's another one there. I don't really think we're too worried about too many. You know, they'll lose some at bats somewhere. Probably, probably Edward Oliveras will get sent back down before the weekend just to. Uh, sorry, <laughs> especially because I got him. But yeah, yeah. I I love that. We're gonna talk about him. I love that ad. I tried to get him and I got outbid, but I, I love that ad. I think that with Solaire traded out, they they gotta just give him a chance. I mean, the guy's been raking all year in AAA. It'd be it'd be crazy if they sent him back out. But we will get to him in a second. Uh, Angels at Dodgers is interesting too. Friday through Sunday. Um, Obviously, Otani is the big thing there. Like, if you have him in a league, he's not going to pitch. He's not going to pitch the first. Uh, I think they said the first two games of the Texas series. He, may, he was supposed to pitch today. Um, got hit by a foul ball in the dugout, so he had a bruised thumb. Uh, so he might pitch Wednesday or Thursday, and then maybe he wasn't. Maybe he only starts once or twice over the weekend. It's an interesting week. If you know he was pitching, maybe use him as a pitcher. But I think still with that with the question mark, you got to use him on offense, and then kind of see what the weekend looks like. Yeah, I'd say that's right. Boy, it's it's kind of a rivalry week for the Dodgers here. I mean, the Astros uh, and the Angels. Week. Yeah, it's a yeah. fun fun week for Dodger fans. It's uh, that Houston series should be fun. You get Bueller and Scherzer going in that series against uh, McCullers and Odorizzi. Uh, but Scherzer, Scherzer's going to be amped up for a home game against the Astros. The place is going to be jumping on Wednesday night. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I am not looking forward to the uh, the 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 constant boos that are going to be going on whenever the Astros are up, but. So it goes. I mean, it, it's going to be very intense, and you know they're gonna, it's going to be packed too. So yeah, it's going to be packed. It's going to be intense. It's going to be loud. It's going to be drunk. It's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting series at the at the ravine for sure. And then we have uh, the Twins headed to your Reds on Tuesday and Wednesday. Our uh, Reds, our oh, Reds, sorry. Scott. Sorry. Come sorry. on. Hey, our second place Reds. They're hanging in there. Had a good, yeah. had a good weekend. Um, Stay with us. Yeah. Um, no Nelson Cruz, obviously, on the Twins anymore, so I don't think we're too worried about uh, anybody there. But uh, interesting week. There's a lot of uh, a lot of fun series. There's a lot of teams with seven games. I think that, uh, well, you know, we talked earlier, we got two months left. I think this is a start if, uh, you know, people trying to make runs, picking up guys this week. I think that uh, if you're going to do it, it's got to be now because I think September is going to be uh, going to be tougher to make moves than normal. Yeah, I, I think you're right, uh, especially for us. I think certain teams, it's going to be great. And, you know, we talked about this, alluded to this a little bit already. Some teams are going to have this massive scheduling uh, advantage. And my Reds, our Reds, Scott, um, are one of those teams. They are, you know, they've got a really nice schedule coming down the stretch. Not only do they have uh, 10 games against the Pirates, but they also have a, a home and away with the Cubs. They've got, uh, I, I think they've got home and away at the Marlins. 
They've got twins coming in this week. They've got some really, really good stuff going on here in their schedule. The Braves have a really nice schedule too going forward. Uh, so, and you know, I, I gotta say, you know, for all the years we've crapped on Liberty Media for how they've tried to run their franchise and try to do just go on the cheap, they didn't give up even after losing Acuna. I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, they did not at all. I, it's weird. They kind of, you know, took one guy and added three or four guys to kind of replace him, which, you know, I, I, you can't replace Acuna. And they, they, they think they knew right. that. They figured that, like, let's get a little creative and try and find some guys. And, you know, they added Jorge Soler, who had been absolutely on fire, too. So yep. they, they, if they're going to get him on a heater, maybe he can stay hot for a while. He's one of those guys that doesn't get hot for a week. When Jorge Soler gets hot, it's like for six weeks. Like, he's when he gets hot, he's unstoppable. When he's not, he's you can anybody can get him out. But he's one of those guys, if you're going to catch him on a heater – um, he could be good for them. And I, I like that they went for it, too. I mean, I think that the key is that nobody in the NL East is running away. I mean, you look at the Braves are two games under 500, but they're four games back in the standings. I mean, there's yeah. obviously not going to be a wild card from that division, but someone's going to win that division, and the Braves at four back are still in the mix. I like adding Richard Rodriguez, too. Yeah. Uh, I really think that one is a, is a really nice fit. Gives them the righty compliment to yeah. Will Smith. Say, especially with the lefty closer, it really fits well. Yeah. And, you know, I just – you know, they've lost a lot of parts this year, uh, a lot of pitching parts too, not just the hitters. And they'll, they'll get Darno back. Obviously, Ozuna and Acuna aren't coming back, but they retool their offense on the fly. I don't think any of them can really play center field worth a damn. I know Chuck Peterson was there today, but yeah. uh, that 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 might be the one downfall. But I like it. I know I'm, I'm kind of rambling here, but so carry on with more schedule analysis. They're the, they're the only team with a positive run differential in the whole division, and it's plus 49. I mean, they're – if you look at that, they're clearly they they uh, they have the most runs scored. They have a hundred and six more runs scored in the year than the Mets do. That's a pretty amazing stat. It is, it is, and you know we just ran down the litany of injuries that the Braves have had. I know the Mets have had the same, and yeah, the, the underachievement from Lindor, of course, and Conforto, which we've talked about already. Yep. Uh, and that's really bad. I'm benching Conforto on one league. I finally like I, I just I can't take it anymore. It's uh. It's a 14 teamer, but only three outfield spots, and I just, I just can't do it anymore. That's tough. Seven games against Miami. I know Philly. that's tough, but like at some point, you, just, you probably said the same thing yourself for all these weeks. Like, oh well, here's the week, but um, it's been, it's been strange. I did not think we'd get anything. I liked Conforto coming there. I didn't end up with him anywhere, mostly because he went too early. And yeah, I, you know, right, like I mean, before I was going to take him, he obviously just always went, but. I don't know. Are you? Uh, how do you feel about? It? Are you worried about it like long term? Do you think it's just like a weird season that he's had? He had the injury in there too. Um, but I mean, it's it's six home runs is pretty gross. I'm confused. I'm yeah. really confused. I, I don't know what's going on. He's in a really particularly bad way right now. Uh, you know, he's been losing a lot to you know lose, losing some playing time here and there. I think he's in a like a one for forty five slump or something. Ugh. Really, really pronounced. I'm, I'm probably overstating it a little bit, but he's in Cody, a really Cody bad. Bell- Cody Bellinger thinks that sucks. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's really really bad, uh, and he had a bad series against the Reds. Yeah, he's hitting. A, it's funny you look at it and walk rates up, K rates a little bit down, hard hit rates up from last year. It just it's it's very strange. Um, he's hitting a buck ninety eight. It's just there's just nothing there. Yep. So let's jump into let's jump into uh, it's a bit of the fab. It's uh, it was a big week. Uh, I think we we talked earlier offline. We we're talking about how much you know. It took a lot more time this week to be to be ready for stuff. It took a lot of time to kind of figure out what we were doing. It was it was tough. There was a lot of names, and I wanted to I uh, want to jump into the starting pitchers. Uh, Reed Detmers uh, got called up for the Angels today. First, I think first guy called up from the class of twenty twenty to, to, to as a, at least as a pitcher um, wasn't available in NFBC, but obviously there's a lot of leagues that people play in. 
Um, looked really good early. He looked good in the first inning. Struck out. Uh, struck out Olson. Struck out Lowry with guys on base, mm-hmm. and then um, had a bad third inning. Uh, Olson hit a three run bomb. Uh, Jan Gomes hit an absolute bomb to, to left field. Uh, but Devers is a big pro- a big prospect. I mean, he's the tenth overall pick in twenty twenty. He has fifty four innings so far this year in the minors. Three and a half ERA, forty three percent K rate, eight percent walk rate. Uh, I guess. Do you think he's up to stay? I mean, they they traded Andrew Heaney, so there's a spot in the rotation now. You know, Dylan Bundy is uh, is starting this week now, but just not really in the rotation. So it's kind of ahead of him, probably already. Um, do you think Detmers is here to stick? Do you think you'll be planning on bidding him next week in leagues where he's available? Uh, yeah, I want to see what they do with him uh, yeah. a little bit there. So you know, they're not one of the. Are they one of the three? Uh, five? No, they're not one of the three California teams. It's just five games. In fact, nope. they're the opposite. They They've got they seven. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. First of all, what a what a concession of defeat on Heaney, by the way, too, by them. Uh, I think he stays up. They might go six man rotation. That's what it looks like right now. But you know, part of that is Otani. You know, when is he going to pitch again? How how long can he stay in? Uh, I I don't know, but. This is the same same franchise that still doesn't see fit to call up Joe Adele. So uh, their offense is bad. Like I know is. the I know the ace pitching is good and they're pitching. They well got right shut now. out two days in a row. Shut yeah. out two days in a row, and it's just their offense is like every time a guy comes up, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not have to worry about this. Like it's pretty much Otani and Fletcher does what he does, but like after that, you're like, all right, well, I guess you can kind of cruise through till Otani comes back up, which is a a terrible way to look at an AL lineup. It's it's brutal. Well, Walsh is good. Uh, he's, not play- he's hurt though. He's not. Yeah, playing. that's he's true. Yeah. Marsh, we'll see the verdicts out yeah. on him. And he, Upton I mean, can hit a home run. He can run into one. Yep. But you, he, when he comes up, you're not like, oh god, here comes Upton. True. Absolutely. I kind of. I was watching the series, and I was like, as long as Otani's not up, I felt pretty good that we were we were in a good spot, which is which is very strange. I mean, I'm looking at Upton. Yeah, he's got 15 home runs, hitting 230, but he just doesn't strike the same 30 years. He obviously, he can run into. It. You're you're right, but um, the bottom half of the lineup. I mean, it's 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 pretty rough. It is. Uh, speaking of in that game, uh, facing off against Reed Detmers was Dalton Jeffries, who actually was drafted in a bunch of NFC leagues because he was having he was had a really good spring. It was him or Cole Irvin for that fifth spot. We figured that even if Jeffries lost it, someone would get hurt, he'd fill in, and he was he ended up having an injury early on, so he kind of took a little bit of a step back. Uh, has not been good in AAA. He was a five two ERA, uh, but pitched pretty well today. He struggled a little bit early. gave up a uh, gave up three runs in the first two innings. gave up a home run to Max Stassi in the first, uh, but five innings, three earned runs, three strikeouts three walks, three hits. Um, in 2019, he was pretty good. It was a 3-6 ERA in 64 innings. Like we said, it was really good in spring training. Um, for me, it really depends on how long we think he sticks. I think the Caprillion's going to be pretty quick. I think Jeffrey's maybe one more start before we see Caprillion back in. So I kind of I kind of ease back to I don't think he's a long-term stick. I was going to say, it's not even guaranteed he's one more start. Because yeah. you look at it, they're, they're five games this week. They want to keep Manaya on schedule. They can. They I mean, could. they go off day Monday, off day Thursday, off day the following Monday. Yep. It's very easy to keep everybody on schedule and Caprillion slides right back in. And you could, you could argue pretty hard that it makes sense to do it because otherwise Mania is a whole week because they don't play that Monday ahead of time. Like right. you said, it's a whole, I mean, they probably don't want him to fully do that. So I think you're right. I think that the Jeffries is maybe one more, but you're right. It may, might be zero. Yeah. So I, I was very minimalistic in my bids on him. Before we get to the rest of the pitchers, a quick note from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. So Jeff, Cal Quantrill is a guy that uh, you and I have talked about a bunch of times and is pitching really well right now. His last six starts, three earned runs or fewer on each one. His last uh, four starts, three earned runs uh, total. So he has, uh, I think, a one, 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 and zero. Pitched really well on Sunday, six innings, three hits, four walks. Not Four walks, not great, but six strikeouts, no earned runs, really good. ERA is now 3-4. It's weird, though. His K rate's way down. It's like 16%. I looked a little bit deeper. I was like, oh, I, I like how he's pitching, but I, I was hoping to like see something that made me think that there was like a, a market, a real change in his in his stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm scrolling through his game log, and I don't see anything with more than five strikeouts in any given outing this year. I think today was the first time. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, I, that's not on his page yet, so that's why yeah. I, I'm not seeing it. Right and that, and that was but, that was only six. So your point remains. It's just yeah. It, it, the strikeouts haven't been there, and it was. I mean, last year he was a 23% strikeout guy. You can work with that, but 16%. It's uh, it's tough, but he's. I mean, he's getting the results. He's pitching pretty well, but I'm I'm a little scared that uh, there there might be a a, a gombering coming here at some point. Yeah, we actually had a gomber doing the actual gombering too. Uh, Fred will be Fred will be happy about that. Well, I, I need him to weigh in on Tuesday morning whether that was an actual gombering. May not have been enough runs, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, only only one inning kind of made it made it look a little bit worse than it was. It was kind of like a reliever blow up because he got he got pulled after the first. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, he had nothing, and it, it, if they left him in, it probably would have been a pure gombering. But maybe we'll call it a half. Gombering. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, going back to Quantrill, I did get him uh, in uh, the league I have monthly pickups in. I, did, I was I was getting just snaked hard in that league there. Uh, lost out on Kyle Muller, lost out on oh. Tuki Toussaint. Uh, and I was like, ah, okay, I guess I'll take Quantrill. Uh, yeah. that, that, that's, it, he's a consolation prize, in part because of the team context, too. I mean, they're just a bad team right now. They, they played hard against the White Sox this weekend. I'll give them credit they for did. that. 
Yeah, that there was there was the game where they were down. What was it, eight nothing, and they came back and either they they won twelve eleven, right? Yes, they did. They did. They so, did. Yeah, they, it's uh, it, they they did play really hard, which is a good sign. So mm-hmm. it's funny, Jeff. We talk about how many like spots were opened up with the trade deadline. I saw. I found a lot of closers I could bid on. I found a lot of hitters I was interested in, but. We talked about a few stars that were not a ton of starters that I was like, oh, this is this guy's getting a chance now. We talked about Lazardo. Um, Oscar Enoa is, is starting a rehab assignment, so some bidding on him. What'd you do with Spencer Howard? He was uh, obviously a, a a prime prospect, you know, maybe a year ago, and he was really good in AAA this year. Right? ERA was one point two five, but it was rough in the majors. Uh, it just he was like pitching like two or three innings and stuff. They never really got him fully stretched out. It felt like. He was really good in the minors in 2019, which kind of boosted his, his prospect pedigree, and we all liked him. Um, he hasn't gone five innings yet this year. What were you thinking? What do you think they do with him in Texas when they when he he gets going? Well, I like that they got him, uh, much like I like my how Miami got Lizardo. But I mean, I don't know if I want him on my watch this season. I think it may yeah. take a while. Uh, I don't think it's like one of those things where you snap your fingers. Oh, he's fixed now. So right. uh, that that I was, you know, I, I think in that same monthly bids league, I passed on him for Quantrill, for instance. Uh, you know, Mr. No Strikeout, up, No Upside Quantrill. Uh, but like, he, it's, it's, it's mathematically possible for him to get a win, though, which matters, too. And, like, the yeah. way Howard's used, been used so far, he can't get wins. And it's just it's right. really tough. It's really tough to walk into a game and know that he's not getting a save or a win. So you're going for – you're hoping for three categories. And if you're going to pitch three innings, he's not going to have strikeouts to really help you. Just I, I found him really hard to use. Every time I look at him, I want to pick him up because I know the name and I know the, you know, the prospect stuff and how good he was in the minors. But it's it's hard to use a guy that's not pitching five innings. Yeah, and with Howard, you know, I don't know if he ever fully recovered from the shoulder stuff that he was dealing with that started yeah. back last season. I think he might be a, a 2022 kind of, a, you know, post-hype kind of guy that maybe yep. it, it might be time then. Was there anybody else starter-wise? I kind of looked at uh, Paolo Espino in, in Washington a little bit. He's pitched really well, but, you know, strikeout rate's not really high there. Does does do well with the walks and walk a lot of guys. You know, he has pitched over five innings the last four starts or last three starts. Um, Will Crow's been pitching well in Pittsburgh, but I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, it's Will Crow in Pittsburgh. Uh, Griffin Jackson, Minnesota is a little bit of uh, you could squint and see some stuff, but uh, as I looked in his profile, I kind of backed off there too. I had trouble finding stars this week that I really liked. There was not a lot uh, on the waiver wire that I was interested in. I didn't find too much in the 15s. I did find in the 12s Merrill Kelly in a league. So, uh, and then Logan Webb was available in one of my online championships oh, too. I like that. Did you get him? Yeah, I got him for three. Uh, so that was nice. Wow, that's, I think it's a great ad. He's been pitching really well. OCs are weird every time. Yeah, they are. He, yeah. He'll go for three. Or he'll go for 103. You can never, you can never really fully guess. It's funny you say that because it, it, it is like if you look at some of the pickups I made, and I, we're about to get to uh, like some of the hitters and closers. Like I got Edward Olivares and uh, yogurt 103 to four versus four. <laughs> yeah. Four. Like just okay. where, or at that time of year. And I think everybody was like, there's a lot of Eloy bids this week. So I think maybe people were yep. focusing in on that. And we'll talk about that when we get to the hitters. Because obviously, Eloy Jimenez, at least in the NFBC leagues, um, got hurt like right before most of the main events. So he was available in 80% of them. Because if you don't, he was not drafted. You can't pick him up during the season until he's on the on the roster. So he, this is the first week he was available. But right. um, yeah, I, I found it tough starters too. I looked at uh, the guy that I really liked in 12s, uh, Luis Patino, pitched really well this week against the Yankees. He, he was did. available in one of mine. So I, I grabbed him there. That was one that, uh, you know, you can see like some real actual upside there. He pitched again. I think he pitched against Cole and outpitched him in that game. And it was, uh, I watched that start because Cole was pitching. I kind of see, kind of want to see what we got going there. And Patino came out as really impressive in that start. Yeah, that was the day game, and yep. for like five innings, Cole was okay, and then the sixth inning happened, and they gave up 10 runs that inning, and he gave yep. up the first four of those. He came in, and someone hit a grand slam, right? 
Yeah, it, it was, you know, and the thing is, you know, hey, put those guys on. He did get get us 9Ks in that way, but yeah. Patino was the guy that looked really good, though. He did. And I know that the Yankees aren't quite the Yankees as we expect, but I mean, still six innings, three hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. And this is a guy that's a, I mean, was a huge prospect in, in San Diego. So I mean, this is a guy that uh, he's 21 years old. Um, I'm looking for upside in some leagues here, trying to make a run. I think Patino is probably the, probably the main pitcher that I see that's still available in some 12s that uh, it actually has some, some real, like uh, could go on a big run kind of upside. Yeah, that's right. No, it's what, what a week for the Rays, by the way, nearly get swept by the, well, Two, they lost the first two of the Yankees. Didn't nearly get swept because they won fourteen nothing in the third game. But uh, and then they turn around and sweep the Red Sox. This that, that's, that Sunday night game was great tonight. That was one of the better Sunday night games in a while. That was a really fun, like tense game the whole way through. Yeah, it was. Uh, and what a weekend for them. I mean, they came up huge. They're I still Scott. I still don't understand them though. I mean, yep. they I I kind of get Rich Hill trading him away. Kind of, except you're just peeling away depth. The Castillo do, trade, do, I don't do get it all. Think, do we just think they thought Rich Hill was maybe maybe starting to get fried a little bit? Yeah, maybe they. He just maybe he was a jerk. I don't know. I mean, I mean maybe. I, I, I think that they're like the the approach of like I'd rather do it three months too early than three months too late. Yeah. So, or, and I think that sometimes you're going to get burned by that, but a lot of times you're going to come out looking pretty good. And they, I mean, I don't know. I, I used to question the Rays, and now I just figure they know what the heck they're doing. I mean, they traded Dave Castillo too, who was kind of. Their, oh, that's the one I was going to get to though. I just don't main, get. I know they don't have a main closer, but he was like their main backup back end guy that uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird how they do things, but they sure do it. Well, I wonder if it's the prospect that they got in that deal is why they really like yeah. that one. And that that's because JT charge I mean, he's a guy that's, it's a reliever that's put together a couple of hot months, but yeah. I don't know. But then again, they're the Rays, and you know, they're, they're smarter than we are. And did you, speaking of them, did you put a bid in on Matt Whistler? It's funny. You and I were talking and you texted me and said, I wonder what's going to happen if the Braves get a save off here before seven o'clock, which is the time that the NFBC fab uh, goes in at, uh, on the West coast. He put he got two outs and it was like six fifty four, And then he put two guys on base. I'm like, I don't know what I should do here. It was kind of struggling. Yeah. And yeah. Then, he, then he got the out and I, I put, I had some conditional bids. I didn't get him anywhere. I just Same. don't, I mean, I don't, he's actually pitched really well. He's got some good numbers. I looked at him as he came in, I was looking at his, his, his stat cast stuff and all that and his fan graphs page. But, uh, He's pitched really well. I just, I just don't trust. I don't think they're going to do anything different than they've they've done. I don't think they have any reason to. I think they're going to have six, seven different guys that get saves in the last two months. And I just, it's. I don't think anyone's going to get enough for me to really get excited about adding them. But like the point you made when we're talking about it is like they're such a good team that there's going to be a lot of saves. So you have to at least think about it. But I don't know. I guess I go Andrew Kittridge if I had to go somebody, but uh, I can't pretend to know who's going to get the, who's going to get the next save in there. Yeah, I, I can't either. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at like my uh, main event leagues to see if Whistler went. Whistler went for one buck. He yeah. was a conditional bid of mine. So I, I had him from, I had a conditional bid that was higher than a buck, but he went for one buck You in, in a 15 team main event league while getting a save for a first place team in the AL East. Think about that. I think it, I think you wouldn't have seen that if it had been a five minute save instead of an eleven minute save. You probably would have seen some different prices. He went one, two, wild. three, and just mowed down the competition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so let's that's a good segue. Let's jump into closers. But first, a note from our sponsor, WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here it's at RotoWire: it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks! I have an incredible offer for you from RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, 
and so much more all at your fingertips. Want to break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet, up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. So, Jeff, you mentioned the Rays. Um, we had a ton of closed situations that uh, either opened up or got more muddled or, you know, they got, the guys got sent out. We talked about – you talked about Richard Rodriguez. We have a lot of teams. I want to start with Richard Rodriguez in Pittsburgh. Um, I think that a lot of us liked David Bednar two weeks ago. I think a lot of us picked up David Bednar two weeks ago with the thought that there's no way they don't trade Richard Rodriguez. We've been talking about it for three months that – even in drafts, we're like, I don't know if you take a Richard Rodriguez, he might get traded in April or May. Um we seem right. to be the guy. He came in on Saturday with a lead, but in the eighth inning, and he actually blew. He actually blew the game, which I don't really care about the run he gave up. I care about the fact that he came in the eighth. It looked like Chris Stratton was going to come in for the save, which is kind of crazy. But Bednar has been good. Two eight five ERA, thirty and a half percent K rate, uh, a walk rate just under ten, um, swing strike rates fourteen point nine percent. He clearly looks to me like the best arm in the bullpen. He might have come in the eighth because Bryce Harper was coming up. Maybe they're going high leverage yeah. situation, that kind of thing. Um, I still think as the situation plays itself out, they use Richard Rodriguez in a pretty, um, a pretty normal, uh, you know, old school normal kind of way as the closer. Um, I still think Bednar will get the most saves, but I think it's going to be a spot where if the right guys come up in the eighth, we might see him there too. But uh, I do like him as a pitcher. I, I don't like the team, obviously, but I think Bednar's the best pitcher of the kind of the group of guys we are bidding on this week. I. I I think so. At least, well, he's the best Pirates pitcher, at least. Um, That's true, too. That's true for sure. I mean, you know, there. if you were uh, looking at uh, oh, who's who's the guy in uh, – if it's Paul Seawald was available yeah. in some leagues, then I think he's the, he's the equivalent, at least. Uh, do, also, do we, where we don't know if he's going to get saves either. Close, right. Yeah, in fact, even when Castillo didn't get the save chance today, it wasn't Seawald. And I think they've shown with the you know the Graveman Seawall usage in the past. I don't think we know fully when we get there. They're pretty much a go for the high leverage team too. Yeah, and that's a, that was the biggest problem I ran into. So my big target for closers was Kyle Finnegan. Yeah, mine too. He's, he converted twice. You know, they they I and yeah, and others failed too. Yep. You know, Wander Suero has failed. So it's like okay, it's pretty obvious now. And I think they're a hair better of a team than some of the other like fending off teams like. Who the hell knows who the Cubs are going to close? Might be, might be Kyle Ryan, but they even they flat out said it's not going to be one guy. Yep. They said that, uh, and there's not going to be a whole lot of them. The Pirates, there might not be a whole lot of them. The Rangers, there's not going to be a whole lot of them. You, you keep going down the list. I mean, there's the Rays where there could be a lot of them, but it's going to be spread out. That's that's the one like prize if there ends up being a prize. That's that's I think that's the windfall closer. I think yeah. Finnegan's like the second choice guy. I think you're. I think you're right on Finnegan. I think Finnegan looked like the guy that like has the job the most. I like Bednar mm-hmm. most, most as a pitcher, but I think Finnegan has the job the most. They clearly used him this week. You mentioned the two saves. He got a win today too, which was nice. Yep. Uh, three three one four ERA in forty three innings. Twenty five percent K rate. The walks are an issue. It's eleven and a half percent. So that scares me a little bit. Um, in twenty twenty, he had a two nine two ERA uh, with the Nats, but a twelve point one percent walk rate. And We've talked before, uh, you know, closers win with walks. When you get in the ninth inning, you start to walk, guys. It, it does get sketchy. How much did uh, – was Finnegan pretty aggressively bid in your two mains? Because he went over 100 bucks in both of mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I got him 
No, it wasn't nearly as aggressive. I don't know. I think in one of them, I got him at for thirty nine with a second place bid of thirty six. So I was pretty happy about Man, that. That's a that's a great price. He went for one hundred one and one twenty four in my two mains. He went for seventy one in my other one uh, with a thirty seven. We were the thirty seven second place bid. Just a prime example. Any league you play in, make sure you put in some sort of bid because you just never know when right. you, might, you might be the league that gets it for the, maybe. People don't have money. Maybe people don't like them. Maybe people don't need saves that have the money. There's a lot of situations that go into that. But, um, you know, I had bids in on them. I didn't get them at those prices. I was kind of doing some other stuff. And I didn't uh, – one league I really needed saves badly. And I just kind of – I was trying to, like, stack a bunch of guys, try and get two of them rather than getting just one at the top. But I, was, I wasn't I was in the hundreds anyway. I was kind of more in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I can't afford a $100 bit, uh, stabs at closers. So we'll yeah. see. But uh, – I did get a second closer, and I got him in both mains. You want to know who he is? Uh, I do because I picked him up for seven bucks in my main too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm reliving the Cole Sulcer experience again. Uh, I, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know what I'm you know, thinking. Well, it's just he's available. I mean, there's there's like ten teams that you could speculate on, and yep. Sulcer did get a save over the weekend. Yeah, he, um, he had two right back to back. Yeah. And so, so here's, here's what I looked at with Solskjaer. Last year, we talked about him a bunch because I know you guys added him in the main event. He had a 19% strikeout rate last year. He's at 33.3% this year. This guy's a different pitcher, and he's, he's, a, he's a big K guy in the minors. He's a big K guy yep. in, in 2019 with uh, Tampa. He was 31%. I don't know. He was only seven innings, but I don't know what happened last year, but that was not – like. We joke about Cole Solzer because he was closing for the Orioles and all that, but that was not the same guy. That's a really weird outlier. If you look at his both his walk rate and his strikeout rate, was nothing like it is the rest of his career in the majors yep. or the minors. Um, he has a 275 ERA. He got two saves over the weekend. Um, the Orioles are bad. You're not going to get a ton of saves, but I kind of think he is the lead guy there right now. I know they have they probably don't want a lead guy. They've had a ton of guys get saves, but I think Tanner Scott won in the IL today. He uh, did. Yesterday, whatever it was, but – I just think I think as Solcer is like every I think he would have been a little more interesting if there had not been a you know ten teams that needed to close. If he got two saves over the weekend and he was the only guy, I think the bids would have different. I kind of think it's a sneaky um, little bid right there. I think that he's uh, I think he's the guy that gets the next one at least. Yeah, nineteen to seventeen K to walk last year in twenty two innings. Yeah, this brutal. year fifty four to eighteen. So the walk rate isn't good. It's still yeah. higher than what we'd like, and I probably won't. I will try to avoid watching him just from a. <laughs> I believe I jinx him kind of I don't want to go through this torture sort of mentality. It's yeah. 11 points it's 11% walk rate. It was 17 last year yeah. though. But I mean that strikeout rate is I mean that's a huge difference and you look at his yep. minor league numbers and it it matches up more with it is now than it was then and obviously last year was was weird and last year was 23 innings and but uh, I think that he's a better pitcher than he showed last year when we you know some people picked him up when he had those three or four saves and then it blew up in our face. Yeah, that's right. Uh doesn't throw complete gas, but he's not soft tosser either. 93 and a half mile an hour yeah. average fastball. Won't blow away the competition. He has to kind of trick him a little bit, but still. Uh, yeah. And of course, you got to hope that the Orioles don't stink on ice. That's yeah. the other part about, you know, but that uh, we're going through these listed teams with you're trying to replace closers. Of course, the losing teams are the ones that are peeling yeah. off these guys. That, of that's course. what you're dealing with. And you mentioned the Cubs earlier. I mean, we've got uh, – you mentioned Kyle Ryan. We've got Dan Winkler. We've got Rex Brothers who uh, strikes out a bunch of guys but walks everybody. Uh, the guy that I like here is actually not around yet is Rowan Wick. Yeah. He's, in, he's in AAA doing some rehab right now. I think if I were to bid on anybody – I think he's the one guy that might actually he, – he was he had the job a little bit last year, and then he got hurt, and and then Kimbrel came. The Kimbrel eventually signed or came back, whatever it was. Um, I think Rowan Wick's actually a pretty good pitcher that, uh, if he can get healthy, might be a guy that I bid on in a week or two here. 
Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I posed a question on Twitter and I got seven different responses. So, you know, so that was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- there's some interesting teams. Like, I don't think Minnesota's special bad either. And that's a wide open closer situation yeah. too with Rogers on the IL. The problem uh, is their their bullpen special bad. I mean, but there's just nobody. Alex Colomay has been terrible. You, you know who interesting is Tyler Duffy was was pretty good last year. He's been horrible. He's got a his K rate's way down. It's under twenty percent. His walk rate's up to thirteen percent. He yep. was a thirty four percent K rate last year season, like the opposite of Solser. He was thirty four percent in 2020. He's nineteen percent right now. There's I know his ERA is under four, but I, I just don't think he's the same guy right now. I pulled back on any bids on him. Yeah, um, me too. A, a, he came in the sixth inning on Saturday, which you don't like to see. And then I looked at the strikeout rate, and I think there's I think there's something different about him that's not not in a good way. No, I agree. I agree. It's like, but you just go through that roster. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. Just, I like uh, I like Caleb Thielbar is probably my favorite guy there, but he's a lefty, which always uh, is a little concerning. But K rates up to thirty two percent, walk rates under eight percent. Um, I think he's going to get uh, you, Taylor Rogers. I think he's going to be done. I think there's some quotes today that I think he's not. They don't think he's going to come back this year. So um, I think Thielbar is going to be the leverage lefty at the end of these games. And the way they use Rogers, I think maybe we see uh, maybe he gets like you know forty percent of the ops or something like that, which would be you know workable in a fifteen teamer. I'm going to throw one name out here. Uh, ERA is really bad, but some other stuff are, is pretty good. And that's Jorge Alcala. Or Al, Alcala. Excuse yep. me. Easy for me to say. Uh, he throws really, really hard. Average fastball is 97 and a half. Uh, it hasn't completely translated into strikeouts. It did last year, 30% strikeout rate last year. It's 22.7 this year. That's pretty good. Walk percentage is down to 6.1%. Uh, swinging strike rate is 14 and a half. I mean, yeah. relievers, sh- it's not elite level, especially for a reliever. But that's something to work with. Yeah, that's better than twenty-two percent strikeout. I think that it's you're you're right. It's got to it'll translate better. I think that uh, he's definitely an issue name. I looked at him too, and I think uh, if I were to do it, I think I'd go Alcala and Thielbar and kind of mix and match them based on matchups in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Obviously, I have no idea what the Twins are going to do. Um, do you think they would think about going back to Colomay, or do you think that ship has sailed? I don't know. Um... I think they might just because there's lack of other options, but they're not going to be able to sell them off either, though. Yeah. You know, that, that's the thing. The trade deadline's done. There's no waiver trades. And teams aren't stupid for the most part. You know, there might be, you know, the, the, the Rockies are over there eating paste. But besides that, I mean, most. What the heck did they? I can't believe they didn't trade story. It's just, it's me. Or anybody. Yeah, anybody. They traded Michael Givens. That's it. And I get the John Gray thing. Like, it sounded like he really wanted to stay and, and all that. But like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, story seemed pissed about it afterwards. I just don't know how you don't. It took himself re- out of the lineup on Friday. If he you was want to so resign mad. him, don't you just talk to them and be like, Hey, you go, go play with a contender for two months and we'll talk in the off season. Hope we'll get to bring you back. Like, I don't know what, and that whole theory, like, Oh, the, the, the co- co- compensatory picks are going to make up for it. Like, come on. I, was, I just, I wasn't buying that. Well, and I think that's, that's a ownership driven rot. And, you know, I think this is illustrating. They got an interim GM in there basically, and he's a finance guy. Yeah. He's not really the baseball, you know, I, you know, I, I just think that they're just a, just a wholly rotten organization. It starts with the owner. Yeah, it's, it's rough. I, I couldn't believe that they didn't make a move, but a few other closer teams here before we get to hitters, uh, the Rangers uh, traded Ian Kennedy over to uh, the Phillies. Uh, Spencer Patton came in for the first save and, and blew it right away. Um, so that was, uh, you know, the, the theory that, oh, here's Patton and let's see if he can get the job. And then he blew that. Patton's interesting. I didn't know much about him. He pitched in Japan from 2016 to 2020 and then came back in 20 this year. Uh, he was really good in Japan in 27, 2018, not so good in 2019 or 2020. So I wasn't 
too far up. He's 33, but I picked him up in a couple spots as like a third or fourth condition because he got the first op, but um, I don't feel great about it. He's been pretty good this year, 30% K rate, 3.32 ERA, 19 innings. Um, there was nobody here that I got really excited about them. Patton made a stop at Midway on the way back from Japan. And, uh, you know, just, you've, been, you've been waiting for that one, haven't you? I have. I have. I, I can't help myself there. But, you know, hey, World War II jokes, always topical. Always play. Yeah. They never get old. Yeah. They, well, they, they get old. But, <laughs> that's it. But, yeah, uh, I he was on my list of conditionals. Yeah. But, yeah, the skill sets on all that bullpen are pretty bad. And, you know, I talk about a team that was really fun to watch in July. I mean, they lost, I think, 12 in a row, 13 in a row. They just had a series against Arizona, which, whoo, lucky us, put those two giants together. Right. Yeah, it's a, and they traded, what, two of their three All-Stars over the weekend. So, yeah, it's uh, – and, you know, Adoles, and yet Garcia, they, Adoles Garcia is the third, and he hasn't had a hit in about a month. He finally had a home run this weekend, but he's obviously right. – uh, I think we knew that there was going to be some coming back down to earth, and we're definitely feeling that now. Yeah, and of course they met team come back to Earth in Seattle too. There and walked them off twice this weekend back in a row. Jo- what Jonah, gut punches? Jo- Jonah Heim back to back walk off home runs. It was yep. uh, exactly what we expected uh, to see in a game. Was that was that I game. like Heim though? I mean, when I they traded be- him to, I thought he he could play a little. Yeah, no, I I, I thought he was going to be kind of the catcher, the the backup catcher of the future to Murphy in the A's organization, but. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I wish him the best. It's, it was. A, it was a fun weekend. He was. He was fired up today. You could tell that he was like, "Wow, that was something special." I think it was the first time someone's done it since Pujols in twenty eleven or something like that. I think I heard that stat. Yeah, uh, pretty amazing. And what a disaster for the Mariners. I mean, I think I still think Castillo is normally closer, but it was interesting today. You know that they went with Swanson in the ninth. Yep. And just oh yeah yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Uh, what about Miami? Uh, they they moved Yimi Garcia to the Astros. Uh, I think Anthony Bender's the guy that was kind of taking a bunch of leagues. He's been really good all year. Dylan Floro's been pretty good too. Two six three RA. Do you have a preference here? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna stick with one guy? I think we're gonna look at the committee here also. I mean, Bender pitched the fifth on Friday, and he pitched the seventh yesterday. Yep. Uh, and today it was Bass that blew a lead in the eighth. Uh, and Floro gave up a run, an attack on run in the ninth. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I in my inno only league a week ago, I threw a buck on Bender, but I'm not really expecting a whole lot out of any of these guys. Uh, the one thing I will say about the Marlins is they they typically Mattingly typically is a one closer sort of guy. Yeah. So if God forbid they have a save situation, what we'll find out. I think it, I still like Bender's skills, but obviously. You know, that, what, I, what I think does not matter. I mean, last year, of course, we, we had a guy that we didn't think had great closer skills and he ended up being one of the better closers in baseball last right. year. And now he's without a job in baseball this year. So he just got that, cut that by the Phillies. Kinsler? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I weirdly think that it's – I weirdly think it might be Floro. I think that uh, they kind of like Bender where he is and um, not really really give it to him. I kind of think Floro might uh, might get the first stop. If I had to bet on someone, that's who I'd bet on. Yeah. I, I, I can see it. But I mean, strictly me placing a guess. But last team I want to talk about a team that got uh, got some closer bids this week. Uh, Joaquin Soria got uh, moved from the Diamondbacks to the Blue Jays. Uh, we have the uh, the return of Tyler Clipper, Jeff, thirty six years old. Uh, just had a shoulder injury in uh, during spring training. Got uh, got uh, the call uh, a couple weeks ago. He's pitched four innings so far. Got a save this week. Um, I was surprised how 
good Tyler Clipper has been the last couple of years. I just kind of remember him as throwing bad changeups and kind of giving up home runs. And uh, 277 ERA in 2020, 290 in 2019. Uh, K rate was 26% in both those years. Um, I was a little surprised I looked at Clipper at 36, how good he'd been the last couple of years. I, I, I admit I just didn't fully remember that. Yeah, well, he, he's been on some bad teams or not yeah. not playing big roles. Um, he actually got that save before Soria got traded. And oh, that's right. That's right. That could call. That was really interesting that they kind of telegraphed that they were looking to trade. They were kind of auditioning somebody else for the, the 12 saves that they're going to have the rest of this century. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, if you could go this year, I was going to like, can I, can I take the under really quickly? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so I was like kind of finishing, like thinking that through. I'm like, oh, wait, they're probably not going to get 12 saves the rest <laughs> of the year. Uh, but, you know, he, you know, he can do it. We know that he's a, a competent reliever. So I like him better than Crichton or anybody else in that bullpen. Yeah. I think that I, I liked him. Uh, I liked him more there too. And I think he's a guy that they might end up giving him the job, which is, you know, as we, as we work through these bullpens, like there's a lot of teams that I think, even if we like somebody, we see them as a committee or, you know, leverage or maybe three guys for the spot. But I think that if Clippard gets a couple, you could kind of just seem like, you know what, why don't you just take it for the rest of the year? And we'll kind of go with that. You could totally see that working out. Yeah. Just lighting a candle for Soria because he was really, uh, he, he he was pretty solid for us uh, after that pickup, despite yeah. my defaming him in the spring and then <laughs> right. picking him up nonetheless in both mains. You know, he he gave you a pretty good July though. I mean, I think that uh, yeah, he did a great July. Whatever, I'll take whatever it. you whatever you paid for him, uh, it certainly worked out. Yeah, I just wanted I wanted to be like uh, yeah, what, what, sticks. Don't let it end. Another topical reference. Yes, of course. Um, uh, so- we're 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 gonna see if we can get them to sponsor us, maybe. I like that. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, let's, talk, let's talk about some hitters, but first a note from our sponsor, Thrive. The NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 guaranteed for NFL Week 1. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact in the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you can claim that subscription. Uh, first step, go to rotowire.com slash thrive, then deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a $100 deposit bonus up to $100 on Thrive. Play in your first paid contest, and you'll receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So, Jeff, hitters uh, hitters were interesting this week. There was a lot of names, but no, like, obvious ones. I guess we should touch on Eloy Jimenez really quickly. Um, not much to say. He's got a groin injury right now, which is a little concerning, though. He didn't play over the weekend. But like I said earlier, he was available in 81% of the main event leagues. A number of online championship leagues, too, were the drafted after he had the shoulder injury. And it sounded like he was going to be out till September, so nobody drafted him. Um, were you super aggressive on Eloy? I know you're kind of a little low on money, so you probably weren't. Um, was it was it crazy bidding in your leagues? Was he like two, three hundred bucks? Was he in the hundreds? Where where did he kind of land in your leagues? No, it wasn't crazy bidding. Had we been aggressive, we could have gotten him. One sixteen versus one oh nine in the first league in the main event. Second one, it was wow. eighty five to seventy three. Holy crap! Yeah, you know, you and I were going back and forth and talking, like estimating what the average winning bid is going to be. And I first said three hundred dollars. But then I looked at the fab remaining in my leagues, and I'm like, ah, no, there's only one team with over $300 in each of my leagues. So, I mean, that, and usually the next low, next one was in the 200. So I figured, well, they're not going to bid anything more than the next best, uh, next highest bid, bid. But even then, they're probably going to try to, you know, try to arbitrage off of that because you know their opponent doesn't want to be left with zero for six weeks in a main event right. or seven weeks or whatever it is. Um, I should know that. But it, it was, you know, I, I, I was, I'm kind of disappointed that I wasn't a little bit more aggressive because it could have gotten them, especially that's, the $85 bid. That's wild. I would have gotten him in both your leagues. He went for 253 and 271 in mine. So I like, yeah. 
kind of more of the prices that you and I were, were thinking we were talking. I was in, I was in the hundreds, but I was nowhere near the win. But I mean, we talk about Fab, and this is a guy that is a was a third round pick in uh, in March, a, a, a true difference maker. And you, we're not going to get many of those left in Fab. And I mean, I think that anybody that went all in, uh, or you know, you don't want to go all in, but like you know, left 15, 20, 30, 40 bucks, whatever you want to leave. Um, I think anybody that grabbed him, I mean, I, I had no problem with doing. It. I added up in my in one online championship. I actually dropped my bid by fifty bucks with like three minutes left, and I still got him. I got him for one seventy seven there. Um, I had a bunch yeah. of money. I had I had like three hundred sixty bucks in that league, and I figured if I'm not going to use it now, you know, what am I really waiting? I'm going to end up using it for thirty five bucks a pitcher in the last month when I don't need it. People are going to be bidding five, and I'm bidding thirty. So, um, you know, you want money left, but you don't want too much money left. It's a it's a it's a really uh you know a tough game to play there. So I think I think if you had money, this is this is the guy to unload it on. Yeah, I think what happened though is because of that groin injury, yeah. I, I think prices were down. A yeah, because there's, there's still a chance he goes in the IL, and they had they have a cut. We mentioned they have a series in Ashley Park this weekend. Like you could see them the first half of the week. Like, well, if we're not gonna play him the end of the week, maybe we just let him go and give him a week off and, and get to come yep. back. So yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good point too. Yeah. Uh, so other hitters, uh, Rafael Ortega, we joked about earlier, uh, hit the three home runs on Sunday. Um, Jeff, I think the, uh, I think the ball might be changed. Cause two of those home runs, I didn't think should have been home runs. It was right. uh, he hit the second one. I'm like, Oh, he got close. That's a fly ball. And it just kept going. And then Yadiel Hernandez, the second home run. I was like, there's no way that's out and just carried. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's just warm in Washington today. Um, uh, it, well, it's humid though. It poured. Yeah. Remember they had to delay the game oh, a right, couple yeah. of times. You know, the guy slid and stopped at second base. That was fun. Yeah, uh, the warning track was like a big puddle. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, they probably shouldn't have been playing that game. But so Ortega hit three bombs. Uh, he's an interesting guy. If you look at minor league stats, he's 30 years old though. So he's not like a young guy, but he's a guy that, you know, maybe can he just hit right now, but 2019 AAA, 21 home runs, 14 stolen bases hit 285, uh, 2018 AAA, only two home runs, but had 12 stolen bases in all, you know, about 300 plate appearances. He had a 26 stolen base season in 2017. If we're coming back, there's some stolen bases in his past. Obviously he was a younger guy, but, uh, what did you do with this? Obviously, the the price went. Wait, he went for 140 bucks in one of my main events. Like the price obviously spiked significantly with three home run game. But but uh, were you on Ortega before this game? How are you feeling about him uh, going to this? I was not significantly on Ortega before this game, and I was just still pretty moderate even after because I was trying to avoid the Tuffy Rhodes recency bias. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. he went for 37 and 15 respectively in my two leagues. Uh, I might be in the wrong league, is what I'm learning here. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I think, you know, maybe it's a case where a lot of my league had spent a lot of money too. And so, and there's a lot of people hoarding, uh, not did, hoarding, but wanting to have something yeah. for the end. He went for 23 in my league. So it was a little more, he was just, he was really aggressive in the other one, but yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a little bit of power speed combo guy, you know, maybe one of those guys, he, you know, shows up at 30 and you can just hit right now. We don't have to worry about him as a, as a prospect, but uh, he's leading off today too, which is obviously, obviously important too. Obviously, although the Cubs lineup is not going to be great, but um, kind of interesting. Other, other trade guy, uh, Kiebert Rees, uh, he's at AAA right now for the nationals, but this is a guy that's uh, it's hard to stash a catcher, but if you can pick him up, this is like a real upside catcher. He's hitting 311 with 16 home runs in AAA. This is a really legit huge prospect. This is the guy that they really wanted in this in the in the Scherzer uh, Trey Turner trade. Uh, how do you think Ruiz? Uh, do you, are you going to be big on him when he does get called up? How do you do, or you pick him up in leagues where you could kind of prospect on guys early? Uh, how how do you feel about Ruiz? I like him a lot. I just don't know why they didn't call him up right away. It makes me wonder Weird, if, right? if and when they're going to call him up. Uh, and th- remember, they added also Riley Adams, another catcher in the Brad Hand deal too. Uh, I, in fact, I'm just looking at them and like wondering. 
there was a quote. It was like, we just want him to kind of ease in and get himself comfortable. And I was like, well, I, I think How? he's, he's hitting, it? yeah, he's hitting 311 and he's not going to be comfortable in a new, like it, it, either way he's on a new team. It's not like AAA of the same guy. It's just, it was a weird quote. And I don't know. It just seems strange. Like, I think he's proved what he could do at AAA. I think it's time for him to hit. I don't know if there's service time in here. He did play with the Dodgers last year, right? And this year a little bit. Uh, he's only yeah. played eight. He's only played eight games though, but um I don't know. It seemed weird. I thought he was going to be their catcher from day one and let's go and let's roll with him. And I was a little surprised to send him AAA. Now, does he have three weeks of service time? That's the question. He does uh, not. He has, oh, a week. You could be, I don't know how many, I don't know how many games he didn't play. So yeah. Because isn't that just the thing is like, don't like, you know, for the extra year free agency, don't you have, you know, is, isn't it three weeks? We might not see him the rest of the year. I, I, I my bullshit detector is kind of dinging on this one here a little bit. Uh, kind of like, why isn't Joe Adele up? The Joe Adelphi, he homered again today, by the way. Mm-hmm. They showed his clip during the A's game. It was some weird stadium that has like a little weird center field, but like a bomb to center field. Yeah. It's weird to me that they called up other guys, not Adele, though. I guess, you know, all the quotes are like, we wanted to be ready when he gets called up, but like it's August. They were still in the mix as of a couple weeks ago. I think the losing throughout a four of the A's is pretty big for them this weekend, but with Trout out, with uh, with Walsh out, I mean, if they were going to call him up, it'd be, I just, it, it makes no sense to me. I just, I'm, I don't know what they're doing. No, I don't know. And see, the thing is, there's they're one of those stuck in the middle teams and in a bad way. Like yeah. I wrote about this earlier in the week that the Tigers are stuck in the middle in a good way. They're playing well, but they're 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 not gonna they're not contending this year. But at least they got young guys, they're getting better, they're kind of they have a plan, they're building a core. I don't know what the Angels are doing. I don't and I also don't know how to fix it. I don't think the Angels know know what they're doing, which is the real serious problem. Yeah. I I it's I don't see a whole lot of a plan. And I see like all the stuff that happens in the organization, whether it's firing employees, whether it's treating their minor leaguers like dirt. Um, I, I, I really don't know what they're doing, and it just does, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean it's wild. You've got two of the five best players in the world, and you just uh, can't even make any kind of move or do anything. It's it's wild. Yeah. Well, and Anthony Rendon is like yeah, you know, that's been a big hard. bust. Yeah. Uh, he can't stay healthy, but it's all, and I feel bad for Rendon too. It's like, he finally got his contract. He earned that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, at the same time, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily the play for the angels. A few more, uh, some hitters here. Uh, Abraham Toro was interesting. Everybody was up in arms about uh, the Mariners trading Graveman and they got Toro and he, uh, he, he homered in three straight games and he homered every game of that series. He's playing second base in Seattle the last few days, uh, you know, playing every day. Uh, in 2019, he hit 306 in Double in A with 16 home runs, so a little bit of pop there. Uh, were you bidding on Toro this weekend in your leagues? I actually have him in like I AL Towers. Say you added him a couple weeks ago in some a couple spots, right? Yeah, have him in a couple spots. So I like the player. I still think the trade's lunacy, but uh, um, but then you again, think, I mean, you think, you think it's lat, lat lunacy? Because I don't. I do because I mean they had this big big win right they got to within one game of the wild card they're playing a division rival they're playing someone they hate uh, and Graveman is well regarded now I understand the financial underpinnings of it I get that I just when when you've had such a a twenty year playoff drought like they've yeah. done I just think it's a gut punch to the current players I, I, I think I, that I think that's a good point in terms of the actual baseballness of it though I just I just always like trading a reliever at his, at his absolute peak I just sure. Think it, I mean, Graveman was free in the offseason. Now that now he's he had a really good three months. There's there's some talk about what his spin rate did after the spider attack, and it went way way down. And I don't know I just think that anytime I can I can kind of trade a flash reliever that's been hot for three months, I'm I'm pretty willing to do it. 
but obviously I don't know what's going on in the clubhouse. And I, if I had known it would, you know, affect them that much, then I don't pull the trigger on it. But I think from a, a baseball wise, it makes sense, but a locker room wise, it seems like it really hurt that team. Yeah. I'm going to take the Jeff Ritter narrative path here yeah. and uh, just say that, that sometimes that stuff matters though. Too. It does. No, and, you're right. And I obviously didn't know about that until after it happened, but it sounded like the clubhouse was pissed. Yeah. Uh, and he personally was devastated too. Yeah. And that's this thing. Like he probably wanted to come back yeah. and, how can you come back now when they've done that to you? That's the other thing. And, and that, I think you can. yeah, and I, I think people will remember that maybe, it, you know, maybe if they offer the most, then no, fine. They'll get, they'll get up. Players will get over it. But yeah. And I, I, all the, all like the, the logical reasons to trade them make sense to me. I think there are times where you, it makes sense to make the emotional decision. And I think that one time is when you're one game out of a playoff spot and you haven't been in a long time. And that, uh, that, come, that comeback win over the Astros was awesome too. Like, it yeah, was, it was. They were riding high. Yeah. They're riding that magic. And, you know, it's like, okay. But it, it, it was, even though, and, and I think getting Castillo kind of, okay, it makes sense. You know, they, it's not like that was free either. They didn't get Castillo for free and he's going to be expensive to them later. And there's some issues with Castillo too that are a little bit concerning, and co- including his conditioning. But yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I get all the logical reasons in favor of it. And if they were four games out of the wild card and they had made it two years ago, well, okay, fine. You know, yeah. tough break. You, sh- you guys That's should fair. be doing better, but this is a young team that has a chance to, to be there. I, I don't know. You, you build a winning culture by trying to win out. And I don't think they tried to do that. What did you do with the, uh, the two uh, nationals uh, young guys? we got Yadiel Hernandez who uh, hit two home runs on Sunday um, 2019 in, in AAA, he was really good. He had 33 home runs. He has 18, he had 18 home runs in the minors in 2018. Um, and then Luis Garcia, I called up their middle infielder, uh, was doing really well in AAA this year, 303 with 13 home runs. Uh, the playing time should be there for both guys. Yadiel Hernandez hitting fourth today. Uh, how, uh, did you like either of these guys, uh, especially in bidding? I didn't bid heavily on them. I like the idea that they're getting playing time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your guy, Victor Robles batting lead off. They're going to maybe commit to that for more than a week. I don't know. Uh, Good luck to all involved. Yes. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, but I mean, this is a tear down to the stud sort of team right now. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, like the crazy, Cubs, crazy. They, they won the world series two years ago. Like yeah. it's why it's crazy how fast that flipped. Yeah. And who do they have left from that team? Soto. And yeah. I was going to say, Daniel Hudson, but, but they traded Daniel Hudson too. Carter Keeboom. Was he on that team uh, for a little bit in 2019? He was probably on that 40-man roster, but he probably got a ring. Ryan Zimmerman. There you go. There's there's your answer. Yeah. Gerardo, uh, Gerardo Parra? Yes. Yes. Baby Shark. Uh, for sure. Patrick Corbin's still there. Joe yeah. Ross is still there. But, I mean, but it's talk, a very thin list. We're talking two years from a World Series winner, too. Like, that's a, yeah. that turnaround is that turnaround's really wild. That's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And they got robbed a little bit of their chance to defend it. Uh, and, and Strasburg going on, the, like going That's under, big. having surgery, that was kind of like the linchpin of like, okay, fine. We're yeah. dealing now. Yeah. It's uh yeah. That, and that's tough. I mean, who knows what he's gotten the thoracic outlet. So who knows if what he, when he comes back, how he comes back. It's uh yep. it's tough there. Uh, some more hitters, uh, Brent Rooker in Minnesota had three home runs this past week. Playing time is there right now. Byron Buxton's still out. Alex Karoloff is out for the year. Um, he's hitting second all week, which uh, you always like to see. Yep. 2019 in triple or 2021 so far this year in triple a uh 265 plate appearances 19 home runs he's a big striking he's a big swing and miss guy 30 percent strikeout rate uh, hitting 239 a lot of hard contact so far in his his small sample but a lot of swing and miss 
Um, I think this is a a guy that's a batting average problem, but if you need home runs and RBIs in your league, could be a guy that could help you on the way. Yeah, he's he can run into a few, that's for yeah. sure. He uh, did uh, like in his second game back hit a massive shot, I remember. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, he's going to get some playing time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of playing time, guys, David Bodie in Chicago. Uh, the playing time is pretty much there. They obviously we talked about everybody got traded. Um, hard hit rate's good with him. Is kind of the stat that I looked at. He's forty percent hard hit rate, twelve percent barrel guy. Babs only two twenty four. I got to think that may come up a little bit with how hard he's hitting the ball. Uh, in twenty nineteen, he had eleven home runs, five stolen bases, hit two sixty. Uh, what I like about Bodie, second base, third base eligible. I think he's a nice bench guy right now. Get to play every day, maybe run into some also. Not going to be huge for you, but I think kind of a uh, a deeper league serviceable guy that can cover middle and corner, which I always like. Yeah, probably bad in a decent spot in the order too. I yeah. mean, you know, Contreras will be somewhere in the middle. You know that uh, our guy Rafael Ortega, who we spent some time, he's bad, been batting leadoff. Yep. Ian Happ might actually play more than twice a week. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. It's been an unbelievably bad Ian Happ year. It's I, it's been so bad. It's been bad the whole way through too. Yeah, Patrick Wisdom. He's gonna. I like I like Patrick Wisdom. He's gonna get a lot of playing time. He's gonna do his Brian Lahare impersonation. That's a good comp right there. I like that. Thank that you. Good. That's a good call. Uh, yeah, it's just amazing that how much they paid Jason Hayward, and he's still hitting sixth or seventh on this team. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I, I thought you'd be impressed with my restraint on Wisdom too. By the way, that was pretty good restraint. Yeah, yeah so I didn't think about I could have gone with. Instead, I did a player comp. That's like, look at it. that. You're, yeah. you're maturing in front of our very eyes. Um, yeah. the, point, the fact that I have to point it out, probably not so much. But uh, yeah. <laughs> A couple of guys in Pittsburgh, uh, Rodolfo Castro, there's a lot of guys attention because he his first five hits were all home runs. And Hoy Park uh, played short, played shortstop on Sunday, got called up. He was a guy that they got from the Yankees. Um, as of now, like no real place to play. Kevin Newman's there. But like if, if you got to think if they called him up, they called him up uh, yesterday. They're going to they're gonna let him play a little bit. I think Hoy Park's interesting because he's a, it's a stolen base dart in deeper leagues. He had 20 stolen bases in 2019 in AA. He had uh, eight stolen bases so far this year with 10 home runs and AAA hit 327. As I looked a little bit closer at Hoy Park, I kind of thought that if you need steals, he might be kind of a sneaky under-the-radar guy who's going to fall in some playing time uh, with the Pirates. Yeah, he might. Uh, I'll wait till he starts playing, though, before I yeah. really add him on my roster. It might be might be too late then, but uh, I don't think he got It might be. Any, it I just might got, be. I missed yeah. out on that backup uh, Pirates uh, shortstop there, Scott. Uh, when he has 12 stolen bases the last two months, he'll remember that you made fun of me for Hoyt. I'll mock, it, I'll mock it my own peril. That's right. Did you pick him up? I didn't. I had him in some conditional leagues where I need a middle infielder. But You don't uh, get credit I'm, for that then. I don't get credit for that, no. But uh, I, it's got to watch, though. I think that if he – does play, and I think they if they want to commit to him and let him play a little bit, I think he's a guy that uh, maybe next week, um, if he's playing a little bit, like you said, the playing time is obviously huge. I think he could be a stolen base uh, guy for the stretch. Did you do anything? Speaking of stolen base guys for the stretch, did you do anything with Andres Jimenez? They, uh, the Indians, uh, I guess the Guardians or whatever we're calling now, um, didn't call him up yet because he's not eligible to travel to Toronto. He's working on his, res- his U.S. residency. So they play the Blue Jays in Toronto the first couple of weeks. So he's not eligible to go there. So they couldn't call him up. They call up Owen Miller instead after they traded Cesar Hernandez. Um, Jimenez has been good. He was terrible in the majors, but been good in AAA. Nine home runs, six steals, hitting 282. Um, do you speculate on Jimenez maybe a half week early here in any leagues? Sure. Uh, I, I haven't yet, but sure, I can see it. Uh, that, that whole thing, though, that – 
doesn't that affect like a lot of players going to Toronto? I, I, I don't understand that situation. I think he was like in the middle of getting some sort of paperwork. So he was not quite eligible to go to Toronto yet. Whereas most guys, they probably worked that out before the season. Um, maybe they didn't because they didn't know they didn't either go in Toronto. I don't know what happened there, but I just know he was not eligible to go. What I read. Yeah. It sounds like he, he yeah. Uh, it sounds like he's some sort of punishment or something like that. He's not allowed to go to summer camp because he didn't get the paperwork in. <laughs> right. That, that does happen. Um, Last couple of guys I want to ask you about. Edward Olivares, we made reference to earlier. Um, I can't believe he held him to the very end. I had to. Uh, he's, I, lo- I love Edward Olivares. He homered on Sunday to boost his price up a little bit. But uh, 233 plate appearances in AAA, hitting 322, 13 home runs, 12 stolen bases. And then you look at 2019, double A, he had 18 home runs, 35 stolen bases. His numbers pop off the page at you. Do you think he's finally up for good, which is the most important question I have for you on him? Uh, he better be. I added him in both mains. Oh, I, nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, 23 and no, not, no, I lied. One main. Sorry. Okay. 23 to 17. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I added him in uh, the yogurt and I added him in second chance. Uh, I added him a lot. I have a lot of them. Uh, I like it. I think that, uh, you know, it, there's a, it's a power speed uh, mix that we don't see in many guys. And in, in fab, it's hard to find. Um, I got outbid on him. I ended up with, uh, I forget who I ended up with instead. Did you get Chaz? No, I don't remember. I got Rowdy Telez in both mains, which I really like. We talked about the, the wow, 13 righties. And then I ended up, I got Brent Rooker. He was my bid after, it was after Oliveris and in the other, I knew I got an outfitter somewhere, but uh, I do like Telez with the, with the, with the 13 straight righties. But um, I like Oliveris a lot. I just hope they play him. Like, I don't know what the issue is in Kansas City, why they let, you know, let some of these guys play ahead of him, but uh, I hope they just give him a lineup spot, let him play the last two months, then see what we got. And if it doesn't work, then decide the offseason. But I, I just hope they let him play. So this is weird. Uh, Telez was dropped in one of my mains this week. How? I mean, it was by a good team, too. And maybe it's just they're just so good. They don't need Rowdy Telez. So but... good that everybody else is there dropping people that everybody else is picking up. Yeah, it's like, uh, and who then they, he... who, who they pick up for him. Uh, let me pull it back up. I'll tell you, but I, I'm frankly, I'm bamboozled, dumb, dumbstruck, even flummoxed. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera, not a fan of that move. <laughs> yeah, a colleague maybe, of ours did that maybe, too. Maybe hmm. they needed, maybe needed a third baseman, and they had too many first basemen. Probably my guess. Yeah, I guess in a, va- uh, in a vacuum, I don't like it, but obviously, there's a lot of times you know if you have three good first basemen like it just doesn't work for you. you can never play the guy and you need someone that can play corner or play third base uh and that doesn't fill in your corner but who knows but you mentioned Chaz mccormick uh playing center field with miles straw traded um you know has uh, has 10 home runs this year but only hit 233 um in 2019 in double a and triple a he had 16 soul bases 14 home runs a little bit of a speed power guy um i think everybody likes him because his uh, his photo is uh he kind of looks like an accountant nerd right right photo. everybody everybody likes that even the offseason people were drafting him in dcs they were looking at that but um yeah speed power here playing on a good team uh, probably gonna hit down the lineup but should play a lot yeah anytime you can add personally add paul spore to your roster you got to do it but right. not and not just the uh mlb the show version which is actually an, an option but a thing right yeah yeah uh yeah no but uh anyways uh yeah I, he, he's getting some playing time he'll bat at the bottom of the order usually though that's the only thing yeah. that's kind of a negative but it's we're, bottom we're of gonna, a very good order 
we're going to see some closers and the offensive guys from this fab period. They're going to be huge for people in leagues. I don't know who they are. You know, I tried to figure that out this weekend, kind of figure out that, but there's going to be some guys who emerge from this trade deadline. They're going to be really important in fantasy leagues. I think you're right. I hope you're right. And I hope, hopefully we're right about which those players are. A uh, couple quick news and notes. We've kind of gone long here. We kind of figured we went in the fab, but uh, Fernando Tatis went on the IL <laughs> for his shoulder injury. It's funny. The second he did it, I knew exactly. I, it's, it's how I how I hurt my shoulder the second time I did it. Almost the exact same play, just at a uh, a little bit of lesser speed, but uh, same uh, same angle that I landed on. It was, and I knew exactly what he did right away. And it's just one of those things that you and I talked about it. We talked about it earlier this season. It's not going to go away. He's done an unbelievable job of playing through it. Um, but this time. He went on the IL. They're going to reevaluate in ten days, and and Jace Tingo threw it out there that, that for the first time, season-ending surgery is kind of on the table a little bit. Well, and th- they kind of said, "Well, guys, we knew all along he's going to need it. It's just a matter of when." Right. Of course, but they kind of denied that. They didn't. They may they not did, have. Yeah. They may have known that they needed it yeah. all along, but they did, certainly didn't acknowledge it. Yeah, and I just uh, I, I think he probably is going to rehab and give it one more. I mean, we we got you know eight weeks left of the season. Might as well you know try and do it and then have the surgery afterwards, but. Um, at some point it just comes out easier and easier is the problem that every time he slides or does, it's going to come out. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's clearly, a, it's clearly an off season surgery for sure. It's just a matter of he can kind of gut through it these last two months or if he would make sense to do so. Did the, did anybody have a worse week in the Padres? I mean, brutal m- missing out on Scherzer and then losing Tatis. Yeah. I mean, and, and Paddock went on the IL too. I mean, I don't know if that really hurts for real world baseball, but uh, he has an oblique strain, but uh, it was not a good weekend in San Diego. I'm going to have to, yeah, it wasn't. I, I've got Paddock as a very manageably cheap keeper in two leagues, and I'm going to have a tough decision this off season on him. You know, I, I kept him going into the season with sn- knowing that, okay, it's not the same pitcher I kept, but he's been worse than that. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. I mean, obviously it depends on who your options are, but I mean, that's uh, it's back to back. Like not just trouble. It's really bad. I mean, his ERA is five one. Like it's he's unusable right now. Which uh, potential keeper is a uh, worse keep for next year, Victor Robles or Chris Paddock? <laughs> wow. Oh God. I got them both, baby. But is it is there an option C somewhere? Oh, there there's C D E and F. But uh, and the point is though, I, you know, you give up on them, and especially in XFL. Yeah. And I have two, to. And two years ago, those were like awesome keepers. Right, and the the, the thing about an XFL is, I got them when they were minor league eligible, so their price only goes up three dollars every year as opposed to five dollars every year for other players. Do you give Robles one more shot? <coughs> I think the Nationals. Thank you. Uh, um, I, I see what the Robles does these last two months. This is he's yeah. on trial right now. And it's funny because a week ago it was like, oh, he's gonna be playing part time. And then obviously they moved everybody. So he's got playing time now. I think you're right. I think yeah. these I think these two months are pretty big and I, he's gonna have a full green light, right? Like they're not gonna care if he goes and runs. But um actually they get a deeper league, you probably uh, you can stash him and put him on the bench and see if he runs a bunch these last two months. Cause it, we always see that with guys that we saw it with Jonathan VR when he was in Baltimore, like teams that mm-hmm. have nothing to play for. Some of these guys that are really fast and steal bases tend to just kind of run wild at that point. Yep. Gotta get on base first though. True. Uh, a couple other notes, just because we're, we're getting out of here. Domingo Herman and Tony Gonsolin went on the 10-day IL. Uh, hamstring for Herman is too bad. He's kind of pitching really well. He almost had a, he took a near no-hitter to the eighth uh, a couple starts ago. Tony Gonsolin, interesting. I want to ask you, Jeff. I think you might have had him in a couple of leagues. You drop him today with that right shoulder inflammation. Yeah. Uh, the the, the command has been all over the place. I So I got I drafted him in the main. Remember, I, I, was, you know, I was doing the, hey, even though he's not starting right now, he's going to be fine. And then he had the shoulder thing. Right. I, he, I don't think he's ever been right. 
I, I think the command's been pretty bad. I think he had one pretty good outing. The ERA is good, but the whip's been bad all year. But he was, you know, he had this. He had five walks in his last outing. I mean, he's clearly not right. And it's wild because the ERA is like in the twos, but it's just it's hard to really help you when he's he's had two games all year where he's pitched five innings. Like it's just yeah. almost it's almost impossible to use him. And he's so good that you had to have to use him and put him in the lineup, especially in a deeper league. You're like, how do I not use this guy? He, he's going to throw might throw five shot innings like he did against Colorado. But then he goes out and, you know, you get three and a third, you get four. It's just, it's, it's tough. I, I picked him up a couple of a few weeks before he got back and I was like holding on to him. I was really excited when he came back and um, it's been nothing good for me. That's for sure. So David Price pitched an inning in relief today. I don't really get that one. Um, I, I don't know why. Is it just because they were hurting for people to finish innings and all that because of the Gonsolin's uh, two inning start the other day? And that's why, but he, he did pitch an inning and I'm like, I need price to be a start. Well, I guess it's because they have five games this week. I guess they that's why five, they have five games. Week, but I kind of thought he was going to be one of the guys, one of the four guys to pitch though. Well, you, and especially with Kershaw being delayed a little bit in yep. his return. That's and the other thing we need to talk about is that obviously Josiah Gray is not pitching this week for them. So there's that. I mean, I think they go Bueller Scherzer and maybe they go, what they could do is go Urias on Friday and then go price on Saturday. So maybe they yeah. figured that they could do that. Keep Urias on regular rest and have price pitch today and then maybe push him back, back a day, I guess. Yeah. I think that's probably the play. Uh, and then, you know, they're also off next Monday too. So that yeah. kind of buys them a little bit of time, but Kershaw, they pushed back his rehab or his simulated start today because he was still feeling a little sore, a little discomfort. And, they said, "Oh, not a big deal. We're just gonna just we're gonna play, wait and see." But he he doesn't he doesn't he sure doesn't feel especially close to making a major league start, does he? No, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, we talked about Caprillion, so I'm not gonna go back there. Uh, Taylor Rogers, we talked about. He went in the aisle, but it sounds like he's not gonna be back this season, whether he has surgery or not. They're, they're trying to figure out if he's going to or not. But um, at least the beat writer in Minnesota pretty much felt like he was done for the year. So we we talked yeah. about the, the the Twins' close situation, but obviously, if you have. Rogers, um, he could just drop. You can just drop him and pick somebody else up. The only thing I want to mention, a couple of guys, real quick. Uh, Tyler Glass now likely going to require John surgery. This one just sucks. Like, I have him in the league, but like I don't even care about that. It's just like the fact that he had the thing with the the spider tack, and you know now he's going to end up missing like a year, year and a half. And you figure if he gets it now, he's probably done for next year too. Like maybe he makes yeah. some, some some appearances in August, September last year if it goes really well, but probably not, right? Given, well, look at, we don't have an appearance yet from Sale, Syndergaard, yep. or Severino. Yep. No, I don't see, I don't expect him back next year. I think, yep. yeah, I think he's done. I think it's 2023. Uh, you mentioned Chris Sale. Chris Sale threw 81 pitches in a rehab start uh, today or yesterday. So he's, uh, he's close at least. It's, uh, I think Boston's going to get kind of a, uh, a nice ad in Sale. It'll be interesting to see what he, what he does and how much they push him. But 81 pitches are a pretty good sign. Yeah. I think he's taking a little bit of a lead over Severino for the first to back contest there. Yeah. And way over Syndergaard, obviously. I'm just flipping through here. Then anything else I really wanted to mention? Uh, Josh Donaldson misses fourth straight game with a hamstring injury. Just always something with JD, unfortunately. Um, Kyle Schwarber, who the Red Sox traded for, taking BP, expected a rehab assignment soon. So uh, maybe another, uh, you know, a week or so, he'll probably get uh, five or seven games and kind of come back. Uh, we mentioned Otani, and I think that's kind of the main set of injuries. Uh, DJ LeMay, who's expected back on Monday. So is Brandon Nimmo. Um, so just some some guys to check in on there. Yep, and you know, always have you know the, the Monday surprises are always a good thing, and you know always. there is a day game tomorrow too. So just be, a, Ooh, be aware uh, of that. How early is it? I think it's the isn't it the Jays doubleheader? If I recall, oh correct? you're right. It's, no, I thought that was later in the week. All right, let me double check. Uh, I will tell you. It's uh, Indian. Oh, it's you're Cleveland. right. It's Indians. Indians. Jays at twelve o'clock. Yep. 
Yep. So not, not, four not hours a, earlier, it's not too bad, but and not a not a double header either. I don't know why they're. I guess they're just playing a day game. Oh, you know what? Canada Day or something. Uh, might be. Uh, looking at my calendar. Where's, no. where, where's Rob? Where's Rob Silver when I need him? It is a. It just my calendar says Civic Holiday Canada. So there you oh, go. That's, I'm gonna call it Canada and see if uh, hopefully I'm right. Yeah. The the yeah. There you go. I was going to make some sort of crack, and nope, not feeling it. All right, fair enough. All right, so there's a day again. There's only uh, four. There's only like eight games tomorrow, so it'll be an, a, kind of a light day. But anybody else you want to talk about? Anything, Chelsea trade deadline, Fab? And I think we kind of hit everything and kind of went in depth on everybody. Anything else, anything else on your mind? No, I think we hit it pretty hard. Beautiful. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We do always appreciate that. If you, please, if you please rate and review the podcast, also helps us a lot. Also, uh, we thank WinBet for their sponsorship. That's W-Y-N-N Bet. Uh, we thank them for that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. We're happy to answer questions, talk baseball with you there. Other than that, hope everybody has a, uh, a good week. Hope uh, hope you make some moves in your leagues here. you got two months left. It's uh, It's time to do so. So good luck to everybody. We'll be back at you next Sunday. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.